It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Hey, it's Barely in Topic, episode 306. It sounds about right, y'all. Yep. And I'm here with Jeff and Anthony. He's finally back. I'm back. What's up? Oh, not much. Lots of work. An insane amount of work. Um, I gotta say that I've probably watched four periods of hockey this year. It's kind of a problem. I've been a bad fan. So, so we're gonna spend the next we're gonna spend the next (laughs) hour and a half whipping you. (laughs) No, just kidding. (laughs) Can we do that though? Um. No. (laughs) <laughs> apparently, apparently Jeff does not want to participate or watch Jeff yeah. it's just not my thing you know <laughs> alright no but I, all... but I do have a cute little story for you all um, I was at Walmart today doing my grocery shopping and wearing of course the, the world famous Thomas Caraballet jersey <laughs> no Caraballet no cop um, and a young, young female about why I'm calling her female, a young girl, about seven, looks at my jersey, looks bright-eyed at her mom, and goes, look, look, it's like mine, as the young girl had a Chara jersey on. And her mom's like, yeah, yeah, number's different, though. That's okay. Bruins fans. I was like, you go, little girl. <laughs> and it was cute. We had a moment. I was gonna say for for a second there, I was like, the kid's not gonna be wearing a Cabernet jersey. No, 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 no. You own the only one. You own the only one in existence. <laughs> right. Um, it would have been really funny if the, the little girl had been like, "Oh yeah, look, oh look, it's Cabernet. He sucks." <laughs> That's and then I would have been like, "No, you're wrong, child." Oh, uh, the kid's kind of right. <laughs> or the hypothetical kid's kind of right. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna die on that hill. <laughs> you sure are. It's <laughs> brought in to lead the team in power play points. He led the team in power play points. Doesn't matter that it was six. Still did it. Look. You know what? Here's the thing: is we uh, we outscored. It was okay. The power play sucked. We outscored the we outscored the Canucks on their power play during the Cup final. This is fact. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's totally okay because, like, remember when Nolachari got his first call up or with the big team. You know, and then they did the cuss for a cause and all that stuff. I saw a Nola Chari jersey right then and there. And I'm like, oh, it's got to be his mom. <laughs> <laughs> it's an early commitment. Yeah. <laughs> Hold play. Oh, yeah, I'm not Caberlet's dad. So it's not like one of those type situations. I was just a huge fan. I had a friend in high school who was a, he was a weirdo. He was a Leap Maple Leafs fan. Um, but he was always a big Thomas Caberlet fan, was excited to see him traded to Boston. So I, f- I fed off that energy. was happy he was here, too. How do we know that you're not his father? Have you not traveled back in time? I mean, we know that the time-traveling Dick Wizard is not his father. Correct. I mean, do we? Bro, do we, though? I mean, like, he is Wait checked. a minute. Yeah, yeah, there's a connection. But I thought all the good players. Oh, I, thought we just, I thought we established just all hockey players. No, I thought it was no because Matt Bartowski is no way in hell. Like, there was a, but there was all, but there was also a time when when Thomas Caberlet was you know was a good hockey player, just not by the time he was in Boston. Yeah, he was like you know one of the top offensive defensemen for the, you know most of the odds. 
And I firmly believe that if Caberly shot more than three shots in his entire tenure in Boston, he would have been just been good too. But because he was such a pass first guy. All right. I, you know, I can't really tell. I, I'm not sure the, the true parentage of, of Thomas Caberly. It's not me. Are you sure you haven't traveled back in time? I'm sure. Okay. All right. Then it's not you. I do love space magic, don't get me wrong, but this is a wrong type of space magic. Right, because it's not space magic. But that's okay. <laughs> this is true, because you're not the time-traveling dick wizard. You don't, you know, you know, travel through time with your prophylactic toothbrush. That train wrecks. Damn it. Fuck. <laughs> Why would it be a Prophylactic dick toothbrush driver uh, everything about that just came right apart i mean the whole reason there. why he is the time traveling dick wizard is he doesn't i didn't use say he uses it that way is he he doesn't use prophylactics <laughs> <laughs> yeah but there wasn't really anything else that works for the pun protecting his teeth there's yes, so many questions so he's i was trying to make a doctor who joke i wanted I don't even know. I just, just, car in the ditch, upside down, on fire. <laughs> Where, uh, whereas the, the time-traveling dick wizard is a master of time and space, you know, in all dimensions, you know. Um, Anthony is just all about space. He's space magic. Space magic. Um, you have to do it that way. So anyway, that's what, that's the difference. I don't know if he uses his dick for good or evil. I'm not, I don't know if I really want to know that about Anthony, so I'm not going to ask. <laughs> but <laughs> if it, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, it's space magic. And then um, we're not going to ask him about specific things like that. So you are not the father of Thomas Cabriolet. But the it's time the weirdest traveling. episode of Maury Popovich I've ever seen. Not Popovich. Uh, Povich. Povich I've ever heard of. You are not the father. <laughs> Maury Popovich. Okay, so he's a talk show host and basketball coach. <laughs> Actually, you know, to be honest, I probably would watch a, 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 a talk show hosted by Greg Popovich. He's on some very. I would as well. <laughs> Don't know who he is, but I have I've been guilty. coach of the San Antonio Spurs. He's just very well spoken and very outspoken too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that was a cute story, Anthony. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. We, I'm sorry. We really <laughs> What else do we do? It seems like. Seems like the smaller format allows us to go way off the rails a lot faster. <laughs> it wasn't supposed to make us easier to steer. <laughs> <laughs> I like a little chaos. See, Anthony's about the space magic. I'm about chaos. <laughs> space magic is so cool. If only it was real. <laughs> Now you keep bringing that. it up. You're the one who said it's not real. It's got to be real. Shush. Anyway. As I literally inhaled that. Don't inhale beer. You drink it. 
Yeah. Bad for your lungs. It's really bad for the liver too, but that's not relevant. It's fucking bread, but things don't go in the lungs like that. Okay, so um. Rumor yes. has it that Bruins played three games this week. <laughs> I was getting there, Jeff. I was getting there. I had to oh. die a little bit first, but I'm getting there. Yes. You like chaos. Jeff likes to immediately and abruptly put us back on track. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jeff, this engineer who's trying to keep us on, and I keep like. <laughs> I let it go away. It's like okay, now it's time. <laughs> Hard steering correction. <laughs> Just all over the road. <laughs> See, the problem with with Nick was like when when Nick was here, he would just be like, "Oh, Taves curve," or he'd say something about farting and beans or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, uh, yes, there there were three games this week, and um, how we decided to tackle that was to talk vaguely <laughs> about <laughs> all the games because none of us really remembers much about that Vegas game and only one of us probably saw the full Columbus game and there was a game last night. That's that's the, that's the word on the street, but I was seeing Thor, so, you know, yeah, important thing. Oh, 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 I totally want to go off on that, too. Not you, not you. This is not about you. It's just about, like, being mad about stuff. Maybe later, maybe I'll just forget about it. But anyway, yeah, uh, last night I was going out to dinner with Anthony and Emily, so we did not watch the game either. They, um, they had... Uh, old football games on for us to watch, but uh, we didn't do that. Yeah, that was cool. I I really appreciated watching the Seahawks Niners play from a year ago. Yeah, I, I didn't. That's important. Yeah, um, I enjoyed drinking tequila. I enjoyed drinking rum. And um, Mexican food. That's what I enjoyed. Yep. 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 Fried cheesecake. It wasn't even my dessert, and I want more of it. Anthony, I seem to remember that you just kind of like took everybody's dessert and just put in your hands, like scrunched up in your hands, just put in your your mouth. That is inaccurate because you had fried ice cream, and I did not do that to you. You're right. You did. Stop spreading <laughs> lies about me. <gasps> <laughs> You're right. I was spreading lies. I shouldn't do that. Be chaos for good. <laughs> Says the man who a few last season mentioned you drinking all the flavored vodkas out of a KFC bucket. That was so gross, man. <laughs> that was so gross. Like so, pot meat kettle. Yes, I guess we're lies. even now. <laughs> oh, that was so awful. <laughs> Thank so God dope. I did not do that. But anyway, yes. So, um, so that game happened last night, and um. Then I tried to watch the replay, and I decided that uh, my couch was cozy, and that didn't happen. So, vaguely, talk about the games of the week. Sean Crowley scored in the Vegas game. He's out of the doghouse. Right. Um, uh, so, I guess the Columbus game, you know, they started off pretty um, atrocious, and um, came back and ended up going to the shootout, right? Uh, yes. Yes. So- I remember that. Yep, and they lost in the shootout. They, of, of course they did, but they made it to the shootout. You know, like they should have, well, we talked about that. I'm not going to go there again. It's dead and buried. But, yeah, um, so, and then, then Vegas was a, from what I can remember, it was a very, very slow and impossibly boring game. 
I imagine that watching that Vegas game was what it's like when you've like just been smoking pot and it's just like maybe the pot's a little stale and it's like you're, uh, you're or kinda... like it's an hour and a half after you smoked the pot. So it's okay. So you're not really high anymore, you're just gassed. Okay. All right. That's kind of what it was like then. See see how much experience I haven't smoked pot in like twenty years, so what do I know? Actually twenty five. But who's counting? Anyway, yes, that game was just like I watched it. I had no desire to watch it. It was okay. They won. It was two to one. It was Yeah. Nothing. Against um their fourth string goalie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, they're they're they were really good at poking the puck out of the Bruins um possession. Yeah. And you know, but all this is this is why these games were just such blah it's because this is this 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 team there is like a serious fucking mash unit at this point this is ridiculous i think cassidy to make his lines just takes dice and crosses out all the dots and puts numbers on it and just throws them well you know that's you know basically he put posture knock back with back with berkey and marshy and it's like okay well we'll just do this and then three fourth lines no um Matt Kalman had an article for CBS this morning and uh, basically advocating to put Pasternak on the second line, DeBrusque on the other side, figure out a center, mm-hmm. and have some attempt to have, an, have a second line that can do something. Yeah. Given the people that are playing at the moment, I would say Zarnik would be the best candidate for that center. Isn't Zarnik out with a lower body injury in Providence, though? No, he's, he's played the last several games in Boston. He's up wow. on the... Um, yeah, he was up you're on Thursday Sol- and Saturday. Yeah. yeah, I think you're thinking of Solaric. Maybe. Yeah, Solaric's still recovering I'm... from his shoulder injury. Okay, yeah. I was going on what Bruins Network was tweeting about, but that might have been a while ago. Like I said, it's yeah, Solaric played the last. Zarek's played the last several games in Boston. Oh well, good for him. Um, yeah, he's on an emergency recall and is playing over Frank Vetrano, who is um, riding pine. Um, We'll talk about that a little bit later. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yes, but sorry. Um, so yeah, um, that's you know, that's sort of you give a hope of having a, a second line that can do things until basically until Spooner comes back, who apparently skated yesterday morning in an optional skate. Well, that's yep. good news. We're still supposed to be like two weeks out on him, but yep. he's skating, which is more than we can say about the someone who's about the about a center who's supposedly week to week. We'll get to that one too. Again, sorry. I, I I know, I know. I, <laughs> what what my job is right now is to milk this, <laughs> and then we'll milk the other cows later. So anyway, what I'm going at is we have the lines are a mess. The forward group is is in shambles because because of the, the play, all the players were missing. Um, and we may have only won one of these games. We were still in all of them. We got three out of six points. Exactly. Um, you know, Columbus, they made a huge recovery after coming out flat-footed. Yep. And um, that was on the won, road, too. Yeah. They won in Vegas. You know, and there were some fuck-ups, and they gave two goals to Tom fucking Wilson, apparently. Yesterday, they, yep. Yeah, but they were yeah, competitive heard. But they were competitive to the, against the Caps. Pasternak had two goals. Realize that Tom Wilson has, like, 23 career goals or something like that, and he has—and two of them came last night— yeah. 
It was his yeah, first career two-goal game in 360-something games. I seem to recall when they drafted him, he was, you know, during that era when everyone was trying to find the next Milan Lucic, whether it was him or Zach Cassian or some other bucket of human waste. <laughs> wow, it looks like they succeeded. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, sorry, don't tell Emily we said that. Don't let her listen. Okay. yeah yeah so it's um look i always like to think about the positives of the past week especially when talking vaguely about what they did and three three points was better than they probably should have had let's just be honest considering the roster racing their underlying numbers are are decent um um, expected goals for and their and their and their and their Corsi percentages are reasonable, you know, top ten in the league or so. So the process is there. There just simply isn't the personnel at the moment to get the, to, to make it to, to get anything done out of it. Oh God, I just remembered in that Columbus game, they got scored on like three times within the first and second, like um, the half of the second period before they even answered a goal. So yeah. Okay, yeah, it was just it was just coming back to me. Keep in mind, I wrote about these things, but I don't remember jack shit about them. <laughs> Gotta love having a blog. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Um. But yeah. Look. Uh, they're depleted. We're gonna talk about that in a little bit, and um, they are uh somehow or another. They're keeping their head above water. Yep. Look, I. you know what? I'm going to argue. That's all you can ask right now. <laughs> Look, all things considered, I think if you want to deal with injuries, if you had to choose a time in the season to deal with injuries, whether it's the first half, the second half, or the playoffs, right? Let's just break it down that way, right? Yeah, I'd choose now. Oh, it's, yeah. Because it's much more heartbreaking if you're in a good position. Everyone gets hurt and you tumble out of the playoffs. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, here, here we have low expectations for the rest of the season, but if you climb back in, awesome, right? Right, right. <laughs> and right now, they're just on the outside looking in with some games in hand, basically. Yeah. Yeah, so if they're now's the time to have the injuries, I guess. It's just the, uh, the scale and scope. And I'm just trying to think, and you know, the Bruins haven't had this many injuries all at once in, in fuck, I'm, Possibly since oh nine ten is it since the two thousand nine twenty ten season? Right, right. I mean, because the playoffs this past season were a pretty bad time to have all of those injuries happen. You know, um, or have people who were still recovering from injury just never really make but, it yeah, back. The playoffs, the big thing was because it was all one position was the big. Yes, great, she was out, but the big thing was it was all one position. It was just all of the all the defense dead, right? Yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah, it was like 0910. I think it's the last time they've had this scale of decimation of the forward core for an extended period. And also that season, incidentally, Tun Thomas was injured and he played awful. That was as a result. It was that was that was Tuka Rask's first uh, season as a starter. Even though he didn't reclaim the starter for another several seasons after that, this team falls on its face. It's a different kind of falling on its face than in recent seasons. The the terrible part about the the injuries happening right now. Is that one? It's the beginning of the season, so 
these games are important because everybody's well charged up. But another thing is, is that as fans see the team struggling through the injuries, regardless if they win or not, fans will kind of tune out. They won't, they'll, they'll say, you know what, I'll ca- catch up with them again when they're less injured. I, I even said that to myself this week, like, man, I wish I could just kind of not pay attention for a little bit and come back and see this team because it's like, it is, it's, it's disheartening. I agree. It's actually like it was difficult to motivate myself to watch games. It's a shame. It's not their fault. It's just these things happen. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds really passive, but I don't know who to blame about the crazy injury. And um, I can blame Frank's, Frank Vetrano for sucking old age for another person. And, uh, you know, I'm running out of things to blame. It's so much easier when you can just blame a specific person, like Ovechkin or Tom Wilson or somebody. Yeah, no one was taken out by something specific, right? You know, Achari took a Achari guy took a shot in the hand. Who shot um, at him? What predator? Is it Nick Benino? I'm gonna blame Nick Benino. Yes. Okay, blaming Nick Benino. I can't even say his name right. I'm so excited. I hate him so much. I blame Nick Benino for uh, Nolachari's hand. <laughs> and he wasn't even on the ice when it happened. <laughs> I blame him. <laughs> Come on, Jeff, it's fun. Just blame somebody. <laughs> Creechy, when did he get hurt? That Vancouver game? Come on, blame someone. Louis. We don't even know what, we don't even know what is injured on Creechy, though. It's his back. Okay. Yeah, it's his back. Who hurt his back? That's just it. You know, this team shouldn't even be competitive right now. We have had our top two centers for two periods of hockey. Not even two periods of hockey. We've had them to get to get for half of a game. And then promptly lost our 3C. And then our other 3C. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that you don't want to play the blame game. Damn it. He won't blame Nick Benino for Nolachari's hand injury. Why? Because I have no idea if he was the one that took the shot that, if he, if he took the shot that Achari blocked with his hand. That's <laughs> not relevant. Yeah, Nick Benino blocked me on Twitter. I thought you had my back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty thin skin if all you did was, you know, um, chirp him drinking shitty champagne. <laughs> yes. This whole podcast was reverse engineered to hate on him. That's why I created this podcast, to hate on him, because he blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> a year and a half later. <laughs> <laughs> I stand by my statement. <laughs> That wasn't a year and a half ago. <laughs> we started like, you know, like two you, years that, ago. That was about a year and a half after the podcast started. Oh, I was thinking a year and a half ago, Nick Bonino blocked her. And I was like, that wasn't that long ago. But I got it. I got it. It's okay. You just walked into that this. One. You walked into yeah. this. It's okay. Yeah. All right. So. The TV was not connected to the. 
router again. And I was like, why? Why do you do this? Because it sucks. That's why. It's not a very smart TV. And it's supposed despite to be a smart being, TV, isn't it? Despite being a smart TV. Damn it. False advertising. Get your money back. Yes. Anyway. Anyway, yes. This team is um, performing rather well, despite all the things that indicate it shouldn't. And the thing is, it's, unfortunately, this this injury state is going to take some time to come back from. Segway. <laughs> wow, it's really a smooth segue when you say segue. <laughs> you sort of, you two just stared at me blankly. <laughs> I was just thinking about how warm and fuzzy I feel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. So, um, um, so David Backus is um, out for um, the next eight weeks, having had a portion of his colon removed to treat his diverticulitis believe it or not we've discussed this at great length whether or not all of it made its way to a podcast i i didn't this, listen these all, were all things through. these were all things we expected when he was first diagnosed yes yes <laughs> um you know i i only listened to part of 302 um where we discussed it and i didn't re- listen to the rest but i do remember being angry at one point i don't know if that kept if I kept that into the podcast, I usually keep it when I'm angry. Um, so, yeah, we expected that there could be more complications. He was originally supposed to be out like two to three or two to four weeks, and then he came back after two, and that seemed suspicious. Um, and when it, we found out this week that he was going under the knife, it was surprising and disheartening, to say the least. Meanwhile... Um, I don't believe eight-week recovery time for having part of his colon removed. And not just recovery, but able to play fucking hockey. Yeah. Not for a minute. I understand how they say eight weeks. I also understand that whenever you're dealing with the intestinal tract, colon, and whatnot, complications can arise. Um, I shared an article with you guys about Matt Light in uh, dealing with Crohn's disease, and he had, and it didn't say it was colon, it said his intestines were taken out, or, or, or a portion were taken out, and it might have been, it might have been the small intestine or something, but whatever. The point is, is that uh, he had that done in May, and he made it back through the middle of training camp, but he was hospitalized for a month, because he had complications. I'm not saying that's going to happen with David Backus, I don't want that to happen to him. Maybe this colon thing's a lot easier. But, you know, he's got something else that's going on with him that this is just the beginning of his journey. Yep. And yep. Uh, we wish him well. I would not wish this on anyone. Um, uh, likewise. And, yeah, same here. Um, just seeing that picture they tweeted out, it was good to see mm-hmm. him. But his daughter looks so upset. I mean, she looked like she had just finished crying and someone said, smile! And she... That, 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 the, the, the shape of that forced smile almost wasn't real. Like, like what I mean? It's like, it was like a, you know, like in, in, in a Charlie Brown cartoon when they, when, they, when they give that really forced, sad grimace of a smile. It was exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Um. And you know what? I think that picture is a very important reminder 
this whole thing is very important to remind people of one, you may not like the contract. Two, you may not have, you don't like him as a player. That's, you know what? Fine. Whatever. You don't like those things. But he's a human being. And if you're going to be shitty about it, then go fuck off. Seriously. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, For real. he's a person. Uh, try to remember that right now. Because right now, he's not a hockey player. No. Not while he's in. Well, exactly. And the thing is that, you know, that during that, you know, what, week and a half when he was playing again? Yep. And was, you know, not very good. People were right out there. It's like, oh, this contract still look good. It's like, guys, he was on a liquid diet not a week and a half ago. Yep. Yep. Uh, he shouldn't, he probably shouldn't be on ice. Nope. Um, <laughs> no, we... Sure enough, he clearly shouldn't have been. Barely on topic, had it right. Yep. Good job. Barely on topic. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did deal with a lot of medical stuff in my previous field. So I have dealt with a lot of things and I know a lot of things. So it just seemed like two weeks was completely unrealistic. But anyway, I'm not a doctor, but I do play one on Barely on Topic. I have a doctor, but not that kind. So, <laughs> look at somebody who had to prove that he was a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you get a picture of you with a stethoscope trying to find the heartbeat on some rocks? I, that I, would I be a great. That would be a great uh, profile picture. I, I don't have um, access to a stethoscope. Oh, you could say it's fault lined. Okay, data nurse. Or a doctor. Hey, uh, shoot for the moon. Oh, Anthony. <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you like texting with Tim in the background to keep on top of these things? Is he seeing no, I just, the corner? <laughs> no, I, got, I came up with that one on my own. I'm really proud. I'm, I'm really, really proud, actually. I completely missed this because I was trying to figure out how to get you a stethoscope. What was this? You could say it's fault lined. Oh, God, that's bad. <laughs> Jeff's reaction face was priceless. Oh my god! Like if it's Tim, I'm usually always at least semi-prepared, you know. But uh, let my guard down. <laughs> it was uh, like, did it that that get said? It was like watching the five stages of uh, grief. Grief. Second, <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. That didn't happen. It happened. That fucking happened. Oh man. Yeah, I'm just so angry that that <laughs> happened. See, I was like, I was just thinking about how to get him a stethoscope. That's it. Yeah. At first, I told you to date a nurse, and then I said, no, no, shoot for the sky. Date a medical doctor. There you go. We're going to get that. Attention. We need a stethoscope for Jeff. Please. Anybody who has one, contact him. I need this picture. I need this picture. Like, I'll hang it in my house. This is the second time we've tried to hook Jeff up on on this on this show. Did you know that this whole thing. podcast is just this elaborate ruse to to get him um, get him married? That's it. This um this ruse has been going swimmingly. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Did I say we were good at it? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's terrible. We're not good at it. If I were good at that, I'd be a matchmaker. I have gotten exactly no people together. So, 
But anyway. Matchmaker. Matchmaker. No, no, I don't have that. No, no. Not good at that. But anyway. Yes. Uh, so. Podcaster on the roof. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I didn't hear Havana Gila, so. <laughs> I've actually never seen Fiddler on the Roof. Can you believe it? <sighs> The very the only version I've seen was, um, I think, a musical, and I was in middle school, done by all the other middle schoolers. Apparently, Leonard Nimoy, after Star Trek in the 70s, was Tevia in several productions of Fiddler on the Roof, and I only yeah. wish I could have seen that. It would have been so fucking great. So fucking great. Why did they get, what's his name, um, to be Tevia? In the the movie version, it should have been Leonard Nimoy. Damn it! I'm just trying to picture that, and I can't. I'm trying. To... I'm trying. To... You have to take Fiddler the spot years away and grow his hair out a little bit differently. Yes, yes, I've um, I've managed that, but uh, I, I still can't picture him mannerism wise being not Spock. Um, I'm trying to think of that Spock documentary. Because now, now I'm just thinking of Spock singing If I Were a Rich Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not on the album that I have. He has If I Had a Hammer, which is great. Because I substitute If I Had a Penis. <laughs> <laughs> If I had Jeff's a penis. laptop service for liquid damage. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, What's that, nurse? <laughs> oh, my God, are you okay? <laughs> I thought I had told you guys that before. And I should never tell you that when you're drinking beer. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> there used to be a time where I would go around singing if I had a penis I'd penis in the morning I'd penis in the evening I'd penis all day <laughs> because because <laughs> carrot dick <laughs> <laughs> seen Fiddler on the Roof once and uh, it was like a local production and Jeff you'll appreciate this uh, Alex Ray played a homeless man and I was like that's fucking perfect who's Alex Ray? Alex Ray owns all of the common man restaurants in New Hampshire and he's notorious for being a super drunk oh so he was just being himself yeah pretty much Oh, he does all these charitable things so he's like really good for the state but they've he no longer has a license. He's no longer allowed to have a license. Oh, a driver's license. Yeah. He owns all those common men. I'm sure he can afford to have someone drive him places. He does. <laughs> okay. And he drinks his red wine out of coffee mugs at 7.30 in the morning. I mean, well, you know, part of me kind of respects that. But, you know, on the same to- token, delirium tremens is an awful way to go. So... Fuck. <laughs> How else are you going to have your red wine at 7.30 in the morning? I mean, glassware seems too formal, so... Glassware yeah. only afternoon, okay? Afternoon. See, see, you know, you can be creative. You can have the camel back underneath your sweater with the hose coming out your sleeve. 
Nothing to see here. Yeah. <laughs> Why even do that? That just seems like a long way. Why not just up through your shirt? Yep. I think I found my new I'm trying to be stealthy. Living. <laughs> yeah, but you're, everyone knows Alex Ray's a drunk, so it doesn't need to be stealthy. This is a man who got a DUI on a tractor in a Memorial Day parade. <laughs> Which is one of the most New Hampshire things I can say. Oh my god, that's fantastic! It's up there with yep. the occasional case where you hear someone getting pulled over for DUI in a Zamboni. And I've heard of a couple different tales of the story. Occurrences of this happening at community rinks across Canada. <laughs> at least one of them that went on a joyride and took the Zamboni across country. Um, how how can you get even a state over in a Zamboni? They're so slow. Well, they can go up to like 20 or 25 miles per hour. I mean, you, you can, you're never in a place where you can really open up. You never, you don't know until you get it out on the highway. They go That's pretty fast point. on the ice. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just picturing a Zamboni just whipping by at seven. You mean like that commercial with Patrice Bergeron and Andrew Raycroft? Yes. Wow, that's an old commercial. Goodbye, yeah, Patrice! <laughs> Have a good day! <laughs> Some woman playing his mom in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, was, I have no, a couple of things we... to say about Zambonis. One, okay. uh, the Zambonis on their Facebook page last night had um, Jeff Goldblum judging uh, tattoos of himself... And it was like non. They 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 did hashtag non hockey. And I thought, oh my god, we gotta combine Jeff Goldblum and hockey somehow. Vomiting rainbows Snapchat filter. Ah, yeah, yeah. So, so. Hockey uh, finds a way. <laughs> well yes jeff and i did have a discussion a very brief discussion on um on uh the jeff gold blumination you know um you know the uh, on the function of jeff uh gold bloom squared you know as it tends it. toward uh <laughs> infinity basically um yeah I, I it started with me just implying the amount of gold of gold bloom that gold bloom should be is asymptotic to to, to infinity and you masked this one right out <laughs> uh, yes, yes, because um, you know I I like a good calculus problem. Yeah, is basically what it came down to. But I I did do it in gift form, so and you I did. thought it, you know and yeah, it's because basically he's majestic and he does move in herds. You were suggesting something that didn't really exist, but that's okay. This is true. Something being asymptotic towards infinity is just infinity. Um. Yeah, yeah. So I tried to um, fix it for you. So it was Jeff Goldblum <laughs> panting with the dinosaurs <laughs> in reclining mode. <laughs> Open shirt, bare chested. He's like Jeff Goldblum the mountain. So just looking I mean, absolutely, just looking absolutely glorious for a man that's dying of gangrene. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like you know, it totally worked. It, it was it was great because you just said it, and I was like, yeah, you're right. That doesn't. That doesn't really exist, but that's okay. Um, we can work with that. Um, the fans, if you have any um, Jeff Goldblum 
calculus things that you want to wing our way, go right ahead. Or really just anything Goldblum. VA and I will just, like, you know, be all kinds of excited. Exactly like that, actually. Also me. Um. Yes. <laughs> anyway, um, my second uh, Zamboni thought is, has nothing to do with um, Jeff Goldblum. One of my favorite oh, deaths in, um, in death, uh, Deadpool is the Zamboni. <laughs> yes, yes, it's so great. I'm going to run you over the fucking Zamboni. That guy's like crawling. <laughs> it's great. Oh, that movie. That movie's coming out next year and it's going to be fucking awesome. I hope it comes out at Valentine's Day. It's a great way to do oh, it. Oh, man. Just the, the Valentine's Day Deadpool uh, like poster of Ryan Reynolds and his girlfriend and Vanessa Bear. Name I can't remember the actress. <laughs> oh, man. So perfect. Because it just looks like someone is such a bullshit like rom com. Marina Bacharin. <laughs> I just, I just love that whole scene towards the end when he's like, "I heart you," and then he's like, "As I just gestured to you guys, yeah." yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh wait a minute! Ryan Reynolds' birthday was either this week or last week, and my favorite, <laughs> my favorite tweet. Right? I mean, first he said like, "Oh, it's gonna." Uh, my kids made breakfast for me for. For my birthday, and I decided to uh, skip out the window and, and and run out of town and start a new life. <laughs> but his wife, who I did not know had this sense of humor, posted a picture. It was a it was a picture of Ryan Reynolds standing next to Ryan Gosling, except Ryan Reynolds is like half out of the picture, dropped out of it. Right, right. You can see that it's him, like just like a sliver of him, and it's Ryan Gosling. That's the main point, uh, focal point of this picture. She goes, "Happy birthday, baby." <laughs> <laughs> like she wants to be married to Ryan Gosling too. <laughs> I oh my gosh! That breaking news as well. Oh, Colorado has traded Duchene a word on officially to who or for what yet, but Elliot Friedman has said waiting to finalize full trade. But Colorado has dealt Matt Duchene. And listeners, by the time you read this, this will be old news, but it is new news now. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Well, you know what? Having been at the the Avs home opener, there could not have been a guy who had a sourer look on his face, a more sour look on his face oh, than Matt oh, Duchesne. Okay. Oh, yep, Duchesne did the sounds. Okay, okay, still waiting on more. It's tripling. <laughs> if it's going to be that whole tourists and. Duchesne and some other piece out of Nashville thing like a three-way trade like it was reported the other night that it could have happened but it didn't happen uh that's gonna be shitty yeah so we look totally engaged here so we should probably actually talk about other things other than Zambonis and stuff and we'll wait for more word we were talking about injury stuff back of surgery Krejci is Two weeks into being week to, being week to week and not skating yet. Yeah. Um, well, remember he was day to day, and then they said he was week to week, and um, word is it's a back injury, and that's it. And Anthony, yes. So go, I, I want to go back to Matt Duchesne here real quick. Colorado's playing right now. This is a Mike Camilleri uh, situation. Oh, oh, we do have the three three way of some form. Preds are nice. part of the deal as well. 
Okay. Three-way trade, and it's a blockbuster, and it's only November 5th. Okay. It doesn't happen remember, anymore. Remember the 5th of November. Oh, fuck, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, injuries. The Matt Machine, yeah, treason and plot. Uh. <laughs> Traded in-game. So Duchesne goes to the Senators. So somebody's going to go from the Senators to the Preds, and then someone's going to go from the Preds to the... the Preds are in... Oh, no. So the word, what was going around on Friday, there was that one tweet that said Ekholm, but then Freeman backed off, right? So at the time, it was at the time it was basically effectively the trade. The way it would actually would be on paper would be um, the Senators would have traded Terrace to um, the Preds for picks or prospects. And then the Senators would have sent those picks and prospects along with probably some of their picks and prospects to Colorado for Duchene. That's so. That's actually how a three-way tends to work, right? Like, okay. on, on paper, anyway. Um, if there was a third player, there would have been something similar in those lines as well. But um, well, we'll see. We're still working on any kinds of details, and there's nothing. Whoa, Taurus is is expected to go to Nashville. Don't have all the details yet. That's from Brian or from Bruce Garoche. This is the same thing that was going on the other night. Bruce Garoche. Garyosh. Oh, okay, yeah, he's a freaking Sens guy. Okay, so that's um, blue check mark. Bruce Garyosh. Quote: Duchene is expected to come to Ottawa. Tourists expect to go to Nashville. Don't have all the details yet. Hashtag yeah, that's Sens. that's the one I got. I just am um, trying to send it to you. Although apparently this is bad. Apparently, um, Blake Camos being taken on, being, being t- carried off the ice as Duchene sort of slinking off behind him because he's been traded mid game. Oh shit. Yeah. Mike Camilleri thinks, thank Christ, I'm not the only one. Member of the tribe, Mike Camilleri. Oh, I'm just okay. obligated to say it all the time. That's Whenever I think Mike Camilleri, I think, member of the tribe. And then everybody who listens is going to be like, um, what? He's Jewish. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I know it's, uh... <laughs> Why is everyone retreating a fake Darren Drager? God damn it. First Craig Eagles, now Marina Molnar. People, check your fucking check marks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, blue check marks are a thing, people. Learn from Jim Murray as he learned on error a couple of years ago. Big Jim Murray. Check for the blue check mark. That said, the fake tra- tweet does have look like a plausible trade set and trade setup, but I would like to see the real thing. So I'm not going to... Anyway... So this is just completely train wreck things because, you know, breaking news during podcast. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about something. Um, but it was like 100 years ago, so I can't really remember what it was. No, it was David Krejci's yeah, back injury. Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah. No, it was so... David Krejci's back injury. Um, and how he was day-to-day, and then he was week-to-week, and we are on the second week of week-to-week. They're not putting him on IR. Uh, they're, uh, let's try it again. They're not putting him on IR. But he hasn't skated in two weeks, so I really don't fucking understand what's going on here. I know. It is really hard not to let your imagination go into overdrive, especially with just the way the injuries have been going this season. Uh, you know, Bacchus went from diverticulitis, which can be treatable, to having part of his colon taken out. And... And a couple a, a week ago, I said privately, and I did not say this publicly, but now I will. 
I said, oh, no, I can't wait until the or uh, I'm just waiting for the Bruins to say that David uh, Krejci needs a back surgery or something. And then Jeff very rightfully said, don't get ahead of myself. But. Ah, right. Is that pretty much where we are? Yeah, um, right away, my, and I'm going to straight up say it here. I'll just admit it to audience, to, 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 to listeners. Um, I'm uh, prepared, if it comes to this, 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 preparing myself for the possibility this may become... To suit up? I mean, I could probably skate at least as well as Jimmy Hayes. But, uh... <laughs> okay, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I think I could too. Uh, I I can't skate at all. You just park. Well, neither me can I. That was my point. Yeah, neither can Juby Hates. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. I should not. I, I, I'm I'm preparing myself mentally anyway for the, the possibility that we could see start seeing this slide into being a, you know, a season lost injury, and they happen. Look at Tampa last year. Yep. 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 Um, and it's easier to swallow than. Those, you know, our most re- more recent couple of playoff missed seasons. But, um, Where everybody just gave up at the end. And yes, there were injuries in both those seasons, and quite a few, not quite to this scale. Um, you know, where, again, we are um, missing our second-line center and our third-line center and our other third-line center and, that four- and a fourth-line winger and, a top- and one of our-, our top six defensemen. It makes you wonder how many more third-line... Si- uh, third line centers we can go through. We're getting pretty low, deep in the barrel there, and JFK hasn't um, uh, been nearly as effective in the in in, in Providence as um uh, as as folks had hoped. All right, I'm going to throw a scenario out there that people have been talking about. You know, and I I want to know what your thoughts on this are. Uh, I know that there's been a lot of talk about getting uh, Chips Ahoy. I can't be bothered to say what his real name is. Sorry. Chip Neov? Well, he's filing retirement papers. Oh, oh my God. So I, I, in the day that I have not been paying attention, he's <laughs> he's decided, fuck the N- 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 NHL, I'm done. And what it means in that case is he leaves, his contract is nerfed, and um, in it, should he choose to come back, which he's not going to after this experience, the um, uh, Vegas still holds, holds his rights until he's 34. Wow. Okay. So, like, seriously. In like, the- it's not locked in. It has to happen, like, tomorrow, I think. But um, yesterday, that was the word. Um, I think it was uh, the score broke it. In the 20 hours that I've not paid attention to this, this is what happened. And, and for the record, I feel like he should not have to pay back his signing bonus because they took a chance on him and whatever. But I was going to ask, what about all the calls to trade for him and stuff? But it's moot now, so it's okay. Whatever. Yeah. You know, and when there was still talking that, it's like, you know, I would, my, my argument was, well, why not on the loan condition that Matt Bolesky went the other way? Yeah. Yeah, see, and- for me, I just kind of looked at it like, oh, no, he's, uh, you know what, it, the minute that you didn't have a use for him, he's just going to do this whole, like, fuck it, I'm going back to Russia. And he so. still is, you know, it's not, he's, he has a two-year contract, right, at $4 million, so. Look, you know what? I wasn't wild on him. It was just a conversation topic. But now that he's not going to do that, this is probably all going to get a cut out anyway. So it's fine. <laughs> well, looks like this block's staying in. 
<laughs> no, I actually cut things. <laughs> you cut things? I feel like this conversation happens at least once an episode. You cut things until you say, I'm going to cut this, and then it, it gets left It in. really should be part of the bot hat trick. Uh, bot trick. <laughs> the bot. Uh, which is yeah. like seven things now. <laughs> like, I've already pissed off Jeff. <laughs> He's rolled his eyes at me. <laughs> you made it. You made, really you made, you made it. Been made. It wasn't Tim, but you'll do. Yeah, yeah. right, right. There was a terrible pun. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, so so basically... You just tapes for mention. Oh, there you go. You just mentioned it. You're welcome. <laughs> did you just say tapes curve? Yeah, it's like okay. an empty right there. Yep, yep. Okay, so... All right, so... <laughs> all joking aside about more third se- uh, line centers and stuff... Um, you know, Dobby, what the fuck is up with him? Where did he yeah, go? Yeah, is he better or, or what? I know I know. Um, Zane went down and started in Providence today. It didn't go well. Um, oh, that happened. It went really badly. Like, like when I last, the last score I saw was 6-0. They got shelled, and they got shelled by, by Bridgeport in their stupid, in their stupid team name. Uh, what the fuck is a sound tiger? <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was Bridgeport Sound Tigers. No, no, no the, the Bridgeport Sound Tigers. Oh, I know what they are. Meow, 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 like I heard in fucking Nashville. <laughs> I'm sure tigers sound a bit more intimidating than that. Oh, I'm sorry. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Still falling short, but better. <laughs> See, but they're AHL, so they're not as intimidating, so that's spot on. They're also just, they're Islanders prospects. Are they really that intimidating? No. Um, also, but like that team had like Joshua saying on it yet today because he's you know in Bridgeport because reasons. Um, yeah, I've been loosely following that, and I honestly I don't understand it other than uh, either Dugway doesn't know what he's doing or Garth Snow is like I've got a twenty year contract. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> Because that's that's the rumor about Garth Snow is that he has this uh, this contract that is so long and expensive that there's no way they can really buy it out, so they just keep him as the GM. But then they got the entire the the new owners. You know, Wang's no longer in the picture, so they're just, which means they're just you know doing but, GMing by by what's in the book, which is bad. But but. <laughs> In order to get rid of him, they have to fire him for cause, or they have to pay like something on his contract. And the rumor is it's so long and so expensive that it's just not worth doing. Is that a rumor, or was that just a theory that Wish and Lozo have? I thought it was a theory. Okay, it might be a theory, which makes it better than a rumor. Yeah. It would explain why he hasn't been fired for gross incompetence yet. Yeah, because really, honestly, some of the moves that he's made... Uh, honestly, he probably should have gotten canned after that whole Van- Van- uh, Thomas Vanek fiasco. Yep. 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 So, Let's, you know, go ahead and turn that first and second and Matt Molson into a second and Sebastian Kohlberg. Who? Exactly. All right. <laughs> I'm glad that that was a well timed doom. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of that guy, so. <laughs> Beats me. Um, yeah, so, okay, getting back, I'm gonna get back on the rails. Dobby, 
Don't know what was happening. Maybe he was sick. Maybe he's better. They're playing against the mild tomorrow night, so he must be well enough to back up. Right? Woo. <laughs> oh, like, wow, we're so excited to watch that game. Yay, mild. Yay. Isn't, aren't they, like, equally injury decimated, or have they gotten healthy? Um, they're injury decimated. I don't know if they're as bad as in bad, bad a place as we are right now, but okay. they're great. I'm just going to say this. Who fucking cares? It's the fucking mild. They're the worst. Well, uh, we, we do it will take a boring game and make it equally or even more boring because they won't be as good. Okay, so officially they only have Charlie Coyle on IR, but my understanding is that that Nita Raider's been out too, which means, okay, there goes like one of their few interesting players. Yeah. Um, <laughs> His name means Lowrider. Really? Or Lowland Rider, yes. It does. Nieder means low, and Reiter means rider. Yeah, I know. You got to play that song by War. Yep. So will Nicholas Cage now try to steal his car? That's such a fun bass line to play, too. Yeah. Everything about that song is great. It's a fun name to say, too, Nira Raita. And his first name's Nina, which is a fun one, too. He's Swiss, right? Yes. Yes, yes. Yeah, because in, in Switzerland, you get names like that, like Nino. <laughs> hey, transparently German last name, conspicuously Italian first name. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm firm. I'm in the firm camp of that him and Nick Benino should get married, so his name can be Nino Benino. <laughs> I, just, I want that in life. Honestly, Nick Niederator's not a bad name either. No. <laughs> I would not buy them anything from their registry because I hate Nick Benino. What about poor, what about Niederator? He's, he's, he's the lowrider. If he told me specifically what he wanted. I'd probably buy it for him, but not for Nino. Uh, for for Nino, not for Nick Bonino. <laughs> buy him some good champagne. Oh yeah, yes. Or or get him what he would like and buy him even shittier champagne than what than, than, what, than what you got blocked for. <laughs> <laughs> Handle a mad dog. Oh my god! It would be I know just, it's not champagne, but I could just shitty. buy the I, the Chandon, not the Moet and Chandon, but the Chandon. I could just buy him that because that's at least twenty-seven bucks. Just just a magnum of, of, of baby champagne. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, we should create a, a, a registry for Nino Niederreiter <laughs> and Nick Bonino, <laughs> <laughs> and it should be any champagne that's better than Corbel. <laughs> <laughs> and a couple of champagne flutes from Pier One. <laughs> the plastic ones, right? <laughs> Look, you're offending me. It's not plastic. It's from Pier One. It's imported and shit. Jesus, I might need another beer. But anyway, <laughs> that was funny. Anyway, yes, I forgot. Okay, so my favorite um, name to say from the mild is not even going to be playing. What the fuck? 
Well, I don't know if he's back or not. I knew he was injured. He's not listed on IR. Charlie Coyle is the only one that is, and he has, you know, such a comically over-the-top Boston accent. <laughs> like it sounds like a fake. It sounds like a like a well, like a shitty fake one that someone afflicts to be on the to be on the departed. <laughs> well, don't know what's going on with Dobby. We presume he's going to be back for the mild. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> okay, yeah, and so recent injuries. Yes, Spooner skated yesterday. This was some, um, so that would have been Saturday morning. Um, it was optional skate, and he was out, according to several people. Please stop making that sound. But yes, he was back. <laughs> so um, that's good. Um, it would be nice to have, you know, um, not three fourth line, fourth line centers um, playing. He's back down to two. It would be nice to have a third line center back. Or in this case, a okay, you'll have to make do as a second line center. It's better than the current situation. Yes. Yes. Other things that are interesting is, with all these injuries, of course, um, Matt Bolesky has um, uh, worked back into the lineup, and he's, from all accounts, um, looked all right. He looked, he looked fine at, at, um, um, in Vegas, um, and I saw things from various beat reporters today saying he seemed better-ish yesterday as well, like better than he was earlier in the season. He's still, still not converting, right? But... Um, he seems to be trying to actually do something with the with actually having an opportunity, which is a probably good choice on him because this may well be his last chance. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. what? I think that you'll honestly see him perform better next month, but he won't look like he used to. Mm-hmm. No. Interestingly, as well, Bolesky back in, who hasn't um, uh, gotten reinserted into the lineup, has been Frank Vitrano. Meanwhile, we have. Austin, we have Austin Zarnick up on emergency loan, and Jordan apparently sports. Um, <laughs> of all people on the roster, and Frank Vetrano's still been a healthy scratch. Yeah, I think the um, that 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 way to say his name is kind of not surprising and surprising at the same time. Um, I I am. Um, I wish there were an SCH in there so it could be Schwartzy or Schwartzy. I, I, was, I was kind of wondering maybe it was like Svars or something. Yeah, would, well, would have, I would have been a fan of that pronunciation or just Svars. Well, remember yeah. the French pronunciation was Sefertz or Schwartz or something. And it was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it made, it made less sense. <laughs> um, I, uh, You know what? With French, I don't know. Whatever, it's not yeah, my language. And but... Quebec French. Um, so, anyway, Frank Vitrano, I love him. Clearly, it's not happening here. He's got no, no one's, I don't think anyone's going to pick him up on waivers. And if someone did, power to them. Sweeney, set poor Franco free. What is the saying? When you love something, set it free. And if it comes back, it was meant to be. Yep. Exactly. So it, um, so set him free, and if he doesn't clear waivers and he just goes down to Providence, that was meant to be. And you know what? The Providence team is already a very good one. Sticking sticking Vitrano in there would be intimidating. Yeah. Do it, Donnie. Um, do it. It's, it's the right thing to do. Either he ends up in Providence or someone takes him. Either way, 
Franco gets gets actual playing time. My guess is someone claims him, it doesn't work out, he rewaves him, and then we can reclaim him and stick him back in Providence anyway. Um, Remember when people were all very worried and upset that Seth Griffith didn't clear waivers, and then he's been at like five different teams now since then? Yeah. He is actually on the NHL roster from the Buffalo as of this morning. Uh, for Buffalo as of this morning, incidentally. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. How many games has he played at Buffalo I, this year? That I don't know. Um, I'd have to actually dig that out. Um, I didn't expect it to come up, so I didn't, you know. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. We didn't expect you to be our resident uh, Seth Griffith um, expert because we haven't talked about him in like two years. <laughs> I mean, he is just Seth Griffith, right? There were yeah, you know, and again, and again, this sort of, you know, this is the same thing that's the case when when, when we lost Malcolm Subban. Thing, and if if Sweeney ends up waving Vitrano, which I do think is just a matter of time, right? Um, when we find ourselves needing the roster space, the thing to remember is that if a player goes on waivers, just because they get picked up does not mean there was any trade market for them. People will say, like, oh, people took them up. Clearly, they would have given them. No, they claimed them because they were free. You're naive to think that Donnie isn't working the phones on these things. Well, that's just it. He is almost certainly trying to find it out because he doesn't want to lose them. He's obviously not playing him. He wants to recover something. Now, mind you, Frank Petrano's found money, right? So, big whoop. Just like Seth Griffith was found, was technically found money. Why? Because he was the um, uh, he was drafted with the pick taken from trading Benoit Pouliot's rights to Tampa. And Benoit Pouliot was signed as a free agent. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway, Seth Griffith has played 12 games and had two goals and an assist with Buffalo. So he's actually played all of their games, really? Yep. Huh. Weird. Hey, you know what? It takes some people longer to break that roster. Right? How? Oh. Good yeah. for him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cool. he was playing that night when they beat us, right? Indeed. <laughs> um, and that's why you should never judge things on paper, people. So anyway, yeah. So, uh, set Frank Petrano for you, Sweeney. It's time. Yeah, um, I'm sick of seeing him uh, being scratched, and he's not doing anything when he's on the ice, so... And judging from the amount of penalties that we take per game, I don't want to see him on the penalty kill either. So, yeah. um, So you know, and if he clears, that's great. Maybe maybe he gets his shit together in Providence and can be a call up later, right? Yeah, exactly. Any more on that trade? Oh, I saw. I haven't seen. Okay, there's been a bunch of tweets since then. Since I last checked, the last thing I checked didn't have. Oh. Wow, that's a lot of moving parts. Oh. Okay, so Duchesne to Ottawa, tourist to Nashville with a six by six extension. That's not a good contract. He's going to be thirty at the thirty this off season, or something like that. Oh no, he's not thirty now. Twenty eight. So that's not great. Okay, Colorado gets wow. Gerard Kamenev, Bowers, Hammond, Ottawa first, a second from Nashville, and a third from Ottawa. Holy shit, Sackick, you did quite well. So that's um, uh, Gerard, okay. So Sam Gerard was a um, uh, was a, was a Colorado was a defenseman, Colorado first round first round pick, not this past spring, the spring before. Okay. Uh, Kamenev was a later pick, one of their better ranked center prospects. Shane Bowers was Ottawa's first round pick, 
this past spring. Oh. Plays for B. He's a first year. He's a freshman in what fucking one of some university in Massachusetts right now, and it's not BU. I think Shane Bowers, um, Andrew Hammond, the thing that's just you know moving bodies around. So the Hamburglar's on the move. Well, they they had basically put him down the AHL for a while, so yeah. And then a first, a second, and a third. So basically, Nashville paid Sam Gerard, Kamenev, and a second for Turris. That's not a that's not a great trade. I like I like Kyle Turris the player, but that's not great. Whereas Ottawa basically gave up Turris, Bowers, Hammond, a first and a third, which means that Ottawa in essence gave up a lot less to get Duchene comparatively than compared to what Nashville gave up for Turris more or less. But David Poyle is an evil genius. Yeah. So, and honestly, like down the center, um, you know, it's not going to be your, it's not a top rung um, group, but Johansson with in front of Terrace, in front of in, in front of Benino is a um, pretty good one, two, three. It's not extraordinary. You mean Nick Niederreiter? <laughs> I'm sorry, is that wrong? Nick Niederreiter. Anyway. <laughs> I love this alternative universe I live in. <laughs> yeah, how did that trade take... You figured the longer it went, it was going to be a shittier return for, for Sackick. How did he pull that off? He had incriminating a, photos on other um, GMs. Because, like, that's a, a big haul. I stand by my incriminating photos theory. Were there more injuries that we had to talk about? Um, I think we've covered it, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah, you know. Let's talk about where we are in the Atlantic. So, we're currently, um, fourth in the Atlantic, which puts us two spots back from a wild card with, um, uh, 14 points, no, 13 points in 12 games. Um... Interestingly, because of course it's based on points that has us ranked behind, say, New, say the Rangers, who have 14 and 15 games. Right. Despite our points percentage being considerably better in that case. Right. Um, but okay, Rangers aren't really our problem. Um, we're, but that actually, what that may, means is we're actually only um, three points behind Toronto at the moment, with three games in hand. Mm-hmm. Incidentally, we play them twice this week. Back-to-backs. Home and homes. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. Yes, we will. But, so, I kind of view this as we're, we're, we're still kind of in the thick of it, right? You know, I mean, that 13 points in 12 games means we're, we're ranked just ahead of Detroit, who have 13 and 14, but they're terrible, and they're going to stay about where they are. Whereas, again, Boston's not playing badly. They just don't have the personnel at the moment to do the job. Meanwhile, Montreal, Florida, and Buffalo are the three worst teams in the East. So, you know, you do uh, you, boys. Where is, where's Montreal? Where's Montreal in the, again? In this? Montreal's the best of the three at the moment. With, really? With 11, with 11 and 14. Um, both Florida and Buffalo have 10 points each. Aww. They can suck more. It'd be nice if they would, you know. They're, um, they've been scoring a lot of goals recently, although price has still been awful. Yeah, I... Which, 
Incidentally, of course, his contract has not yet started, so that's going to be fun. Price is checked us. out. He's checked out, and he's also injured, isn't he? Didn't he get injured? He just did a day, I think. You know, yeah, he's been out a little bit, but but um, yeah, that contract's going to be swell. Good luck with that, man. Good luck with that, Habs. So, so basic. <laughs> <laughs> it's really great. Um, Claude is working with another team. And it's fantastic. Power to Claude for doing whatever he's doing right now. Keep those, keep those halves right there. That's good. Um, I wonder if you could just do a little bit worse, Claude. Just, just do that. Like, really suck all of the life out of Carey Price. Do it. Do it. And, um, you know, I think that you could do more damage to your team. Let's go. I mean, they do have that whole weird lingering Claude hates Russians controversy, which just, it's just gravy. Well, you know, here's the thing about the Claude and Russians thing is, frankly, as a time, with this time in Bruins, there wasn't enough data points to make that, to make that assertion. Yeah. There was, because here's the thing is, Chia also hates Russians, because he drafted like two, Coco yep. and Max, Coco and Max Chudinov, who never came over to North America. <laughs> Yeah, Chi probably said, don't come over. Um, look, you know what? I, uh, there was also the, the controversy that came out like two weeks ago, maybe now, of uh, uh, apparently uh, Alex Galchenyuk was, uh, has, is in the uh, substance abuse program in the NHL. So, But it was some ex-coach, some uh, Montreal, uh, Montreal ex-coach, Mario Tremblay, who came out with that, and he's a dirtbag. Here's the thing is, his time, I mean, Tremblay's time as ex-coach. Tremblay was the coach that Patrick Patrick Waugh quit on. He yep. was coach 25 years ago. I know. <laughs> the league has had nothing to do with him, has no use for him for, like, almost 10 years now. But uh, Tremblay thinks he knows what's going on, so I don't know. Look, if he has substance abuse problems, who cares? He's trying to take care of it, I think. So that can't be an excuse. The Habs just suck. Yeah, you know, and just in general, other Atlantic things. Isn't it kind of a delight how Buffalo, how, how colossally Buffalo, Buffalo's huge tank and rebuild failed? I think they didn't have a very good plan. <laughs> well, no, actually, because you, you look on their on their, on their page on Cap Friendly, they. Their prospect pool is actually really fucking bare, despite having just gone through all the gone through this massive teardown. Well, they they aren't they pretty active participants in like um, the trade deadline and shit. Well, that's just like they've sold lots of pieces and they've traded and they've and they've traded stuff to get players along to pick up players along the way, right? You know, I mean, going into twenty fifteen, they, the twenty fifteen draft, they were supposed to have they were they were slated to have uh, three draft picks, right? Their own. Uh, St. Louis, which they'd gotten um, uh, in the Ryan Miller trade, and um, uh, and uh, the Islanders from that, that disastrous uh, Van and Thomas Vanek trade. Huh, that came up twice this this podcast. Weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, they traded both of those extra picks. <laughs> um, I don't. The St. Louis one went to uh, Winnipeg. In the trade that brought them uh, Evander Kane, that brought Evander Kane and Zach Bogosian back, the outgo- outgoing load was uh, Drew. St- was that first Drew Stafford, 
um, Tyler Myers, Joel Armia, and the rights to Brendan Lemieux. And I think all they got, uh, I don't remember exactly, but I think all they got back was Vander Kane and, and Zach Bogosian, who's latter of whom is absolute garbage, and Kane is um, inconsistent at best, and also kind of a piece of shit, like most Canes are. Yeah, Buffalo got a different cane. He was just as shitty. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. you know, we know somebody who said he's an absolute angel. She said that to me on the old boards. Just had to say that. Yeah, yeah. she said, oh, no, um, Vander Kane's an absolute angel. And then it's like a couple months later, it was like something went down with him. Nobody's really talking about what the specifics are, but he got arrested. Yeah, multiple. There's been, there's been multiple things of violence towards women of some sort yeah yeah not an absolute angel Can yeah we no that? no yeah. yeah not at all um and then their other one they traded to ottawa for robin laner which has also really worked out well for them because robin laner's not a very good goaltender no but he's got a sick no. tattoo going down and he's a back. scary motherfucker <laughs> he is i think you have to be off to be a goalie he proves it <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know what? what it's like, it, you see like Zane McIntyre, he's got this name, Zane, and it's like Zeno and Zeno, and then you look at him, he's like, um, I just look like some guy who goes to Starbucks and gets a, a book over at Barnes & Noble and likes to read that, you know. And look, his name used to be Zane fucking Gothberg. I know! Like, I, like, I, I love I, that name! I know that name's extraordinary, and it just it makes me sad when then we was like, oh, I, I know why he changed it. I know it was important to him, but fuck. If I was going to have a last name, I would love that fucking last name. It would be great. Well, that was just I remember last year. You know, there was an AHL game between them, between um, Providence and uh, Hartford, and it was um, and it was like McIntyre versus Helberg. I'm like, oh, if only Zane hadn't changed his name, because that would have been Gothberg versus Helberg. And holy shit. <laughs> <sighs> I know, I know, I know, but he just looks like some fucking nerd, which means we love him because we're all fucking nerds, kind of, sort of, yeah, we are, we are. Tim doesn't think we are, by the way. Tim's like, what? I, I'm not a nerd. I'm like, oh my God. Come on, buddy. Really? Tim, brother, you're a fucking nerd. <laughs> you can't just spin out those puns without being a fucking nerd. I'm sorry. <laughs> And if you're insulted that we're saying fucking nerd instead of nerd or that we're we're not really making fun of nerds because we're fucking nerds. Yeah. Like, serious, like, fucking nerds. Like, I'm still, like, I'm still, like, squeeing out. I haven't seen fucking Thor yesterday. Comic book movie. Goldblum. Yeah, okay, I'm a fucking nerd. <laughs> I, I have a legitimate video game addiction. Fucking nerd. <laughs> I like calculus a lot. Yeah, you win. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I made, <laughs> I, 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 my life's work may just be the gold bloom, the gold bloomination function. <laughs> I've yeah, only just begun win. working on it. I came up with a fast answer, but I'm sure if I really worked at it, it would be greater. <laughs> I'm a fucking nerd. I get it. It's okay. <laughs> I I did want to call this this podcast um this season. I wanted to say a podcast for Bruins nerds by Bruins nerds because we're fucking nerds. 
<laughs> yeah. You know, and and Nick, um, he's a nerd, and he's a like his base is his best friend. He's a nerd. He's a fucking nerd. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a bass player. Come on, guys. <laughs> As a bass player, can confirm nerd. Yeah, it's not like he plays a cool <laughs> instrument, you know, like the zither or something. Have you ever seen that Kids in the Hall skit on the bass player? Like, Bruce McCullough is the, gay, the, the, the bass player, and he's like, like everything's going on around him. Like, uh, everybody else has got a, a hookup for after the show. He's like, oh, is there a party after the show? Oh, no, there isn't? Oh, okay. And he just sits there, and he's playing the bass, and, like, everybody's going on and doing everything, and he's just the bass player. <laughs> and nothing yep. happens for him. You know what I mean? Um and it's not to say that all bass players are like that, but no, we are. <laughs> yeah. So she's a fucking nerd too. Just for a reason. <laughs> so anyway, it's okay. Um, all right. You you had something else that you wanted to talk about, Jeff? Yes. So um, I've started seeing the last week. It started to come rear its head on Twitter again. Is um the matter of Zach's initiation? Because prior to last night, um, he had only had. Uh, a point, one goal on his uh, in, in season in the AHL. Last night he scored a second one. So he's got two goals in nine games in the AHL, which isn't great. So I got th- started thinking, and it's like, I don't even know why it came to me to follow this, but when I dug into it, it really came together for me. It's like, it's like, well, you know, it's like that Zexition's got a, a, a characteristic profile, right? He only had one full season in the in the OHL before he was um, before he was drafted, right? Which isn't normal. Most players have two. You know, Patrice Bergeron has also only had one, but Patrice Bergeron is not a normal player. No, he's, he's perfect. Patrice. He's Patrice motherfucking Bergeron. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, so I, I don't even know why it came to me, but I sort of thought, I was like, you know what? You know who also was a bit of a maligned player, is a good shooter, and took a really fucking long time to break the NHL? It's Mike Hoffman with the Ottawa Senators. To give you some idea of his um uh, of his pro uh, of, of, of Mike Hoffman's profile, he's um uh, he's a um uh, scrolling up here. He's a November 1989 birthday, mm-hmm. but he wasn't drafted until until June 2009. So he, so he was drafted his second year. Yes, it, no, 19. He was drafted his second year of eligibility. Oh, 19. Uh, yeah, right, right. He wasn't quite 20. Yeah. Okay. Um. So he already done drafted a year late and. As, this, as I describe this, this will come together. So normally, on um, 1989 birthday, his normal draft year would have been... Um, his normal draft time would have been in June... Um, it would have been in June... 08? Uh, 08, yeah. So, okay, so 06, 07 uh, was his first year in the, in the CHL playing Major Junior. He played two games with the Kitchener Rangers. No points. Washed out of the OHL at this point. Went to the queue with... Um, uh, Starting with played nineteen, starting with the Gatineau Olympics, mm-hmm. played nineteen games, only had twelve points in the had twelve points in his nineteen games in that's oh seven and, and that's oh seven oh eight, so it would, would have been in his normal draft year, but uh, twelve points in nineteen games to start with that's really bad, especially for the queue. People score in the queue. Anyway, he got trades to get traded to Drummondville and uh, does thirty six and forty three again, good but not good enough. Didn't get drafted. Comes back with Drummondville the next year. So this is 0809. So this is his first over eight. So this is his would normally have been his draft plus one season. Suddenly turns around, goes 52, 42, 
for 94 points in 60 in 62 games in his 19 in his um uh, age 18 19 season. Now to give you some ideas, Zach Sinishin's 18 19 season, which would have been of course which would have been 15 16, he went 45 20 65 in 66 games. Hmm. This is familiar. This is quite familiar. Keeping in mind also the year before, um, uh, Sinishin had gone 45 points in 66. Um, when uh, at the same time when 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 Hoffman um, did a total of forty eight in in sixty two, so very very similar. So at least these these two years, I mean, not the same league, but those two years very very. The first two years in the in in, in first two full years in the in 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 in, in juniors very very similar. Then you know um uh, he um. So Hoffman then gets gets drafted by the Sens, and of course he was he was overage, so it went late. It was in the fifth round. So okay, this is this is this is a, this that's the main place where this comparison is going to break break down is draft position. Unfortunately, that's also going to heavily affect how people view Sinishin's development. Um, so next year he's uh, traded to the um, uh, to the St. John Sea Dogs, uh, goes 46, 39, 85 in 56 games in his 1920 season. For a comparison point, Zach Sinishin in his 19-20 season went 42-23-65 in 59 games. Again, incredibly similar scoring rates. Um, now this is where it gets interesting. So, um, so 10-11, so he's now on 20. So, so this is his, his 20-21 season, his first pro season. Mike Hoffman didn't do so well. Uh, he went 7-18-25 uh, in 74 games with, with the Binghamton Senators. And even did a tour of duty in the ECHL. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, so my point is, and but, and then it grows from there, right? He got his one game in the Ottawa Senators the next year. Went, got forty nine points in seventy six with Bingo. Still not great. Twelve, thirteen, three games with the Senators. Still no points. Twenty eight points in forty one games with Bingo. Still bad. Thirteen, fourteen, twenty five games in the Sen. Six points. But 67 points in 51 games with the Binghamton Senators. 14-15, the finally full-time Senator, 79 games, 27 goals, 21 21 assists. Point being, that's 14-15. So you know how? So he turned um, so he turned 25 that season. The season he finally broke through. Mm-hmm. It was his and it was his draft and it was his draft plus five season. Now, don't get me wrong. We do not want Zach Zanishin to take that kind of development arc. We absolutely do not. Okay, yeah, so we don't want him to take that kind of that, that kind of development trajectory. It's too right. long. But the fact of the matter is, is if you look at Mike, Mike Hoffman, I think they're very similar players. Mm-hmm. You grind it out. Mike Hoffman did, tur- turned into a very, very good player. You know, his last three seasons, 27, 29, and 26 goals. Do you think that Hoffman would have taken less time to get to that had he not bounced around from place to place to place? That's the one question because he played for well four different junior teams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That it seems like he needs to take time to acclimate to a place, find his bearings, and then he does well enough, and then he bounces to a new place, and he has to find his bearings and yeah. get well enough and whatever. My thing is, is that Senishin didn't do that, right? I, yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna, you know, have to wait until his twenty three, twenty four season to see Sinishin make the make the team. So it could possibly be that this year he needs to find his bearings. Yeah, and then um, next season we'll see a different thing. 
Exactly, but like stylistically, they're very similar players. Right, right. Good strong, shooters, strong skating, good shooters. Yeah, good, good, good shooters, volume shooters. A lot of flaws in other parts of their game. Mike Mike Hoffman is not known for being particularly useful in his own end of the ice. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that sounds like so many people I know. Well, here's another thing. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. One more question, you, because you pointed out the draft differences. Uh, Seneshin was the second round, right? He was, the, was he the middle three? No, he was the third of the third of the first. So he was oh, third of the first. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. The Dougie pick. But I'm going to ask you this question right now about the, the rounds. Here we go. Here's where my question is: Is it really that important once you get out of like the top like five of the first round? Like, isn't everybody pretty much? They're just, they're, um, they're not as, not as much as expected of them, I'm saying. Yeah, I want you to, okay, so if you look at the, the, the pick value charts that people have put together around, around number five or so, even, even earlier, some people will say as soon as three, mm-hmm. the value plummets. Right. That said, from there until about, until the end of the second, are still high. It goes, you know, it's instead of free fall, it's a. Okay. All uh, right. you're, you're in the curve of the function. Right. It's later where it's later when you're in the asymptote. Okay. Okay. Um, I just wanted to know because it's like um, it's just a different game than yeah. what I'm used to. So okay. But what's interesting about Mike Hoffman is because he's a fifth fifth round pick, um, you know, he would have had a couple opportunities in there to be allowed to like to be just let go. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, he didn't. You know, because he was. Um, you know, what's that? One, two, three, four. So he didn't stick till his fifth pro season, which means that he was probably on his fourth, uh, on his third contract. Oh my! So it's interesting that he got re-signed that many times to be able to make it. Worth it, work ethic. Well, I'm thinking it shows serious patience on the part of the Sens. That, that is, that is a fifth well. round pick doesn't get re-signed to that many times usually. They, they who, who was the um, the GM then? He just that died, been, didn't he? That would have been Brian Murray for the entire arc of that. Right, year. right. So. So, you know, Zanishin would ha- would actually have the luxury of being given that kind of time to shake out because he's a first, unless he gets frustrated, frustration traded to make it go away. But again, I don't really think it'll take that long. The point being is these are similar players. Even if it takes five years, if he turn if he turns into a, a into a Mike Hoffman, I think no one will complain. Yeah, he's got a couple of things going against him. One, he's a forward, so people expect more of them sooner. <clears throat> Yes. Uh, two, he was drafted in the middle of that first round, so people are expecting a lot of things out of time when, when they shouldn't expect- necessarily. But yeah, yeah. and when he was expected to be a late second. Yeah, he was a he was a reach, which or a subjective reach. Although, again, you know, we know now that he wouldn't have made it out of the first, regardless of whether yeah. he took him or not. And <laughs> I'm going to throw this other one out, and it's not necessarily on him. The expectation is um, because of the way that first round went down and the way that we got picks. Yeah, it doesn't help that he's the Dougie pick. If mm-hmm. he was the Looch pick, it might be a different story. Exactly. That's that. That's the point. Um, people will make this. Um, they'll make this false equivalence because of the fact that he uh, is basically the result of the uh, the Dougie trade, and it has yeah. nothing to do with him. This is. Instead of placing the blame on Don Sweeney for maybe not getting as much as he could have gotten, they're going to blame the pick for how he turns out. And he's going to be a slow burner. And you know what? 
I'd rather take a slow burner who's actually going to be the real deal rather than a guy who burns quick and bright and then you get him up to the NHL and he doesn't do a damn thing with any of his shots. Okay? Which is pretty much... There's been so many players. There's so many You know who from that draft hasn't done fuck all yet? The third overall pick, Dylan Strome. Who the Coyotes... He's traded, just... wasn't he? No, that's Ryan Strome from oh, the Ryan, same Ryan. draft as Dougie. Um, that's his older brother. Yep. Um, Dylan Strome was third overall right after right after Eichel taken by the Coyotes. Coyotes, who are awful, sent him to Tucson. Oh, God. Oh, God. The okay. third overall pick is, um, yeah, he got, you know, did two years back to, uh, got sent back to juniors twice, and then is in the AHL. Now, we, we all know that there's a certain contingent of Bruins fans who all they want to do is shit all over the team. They want to shit over the decisions. They want to shit on the draft picks who haven't panned out to the way that they think that they should have because they are experts, right? This is Ace part of that. So, you know, it's just one of those things like, look, take your time this year, Senishin, get your bearings. Next year, I'm going to expect more. Yep. That's all. Light it up next year. You know what? And I'm not even expecting you to be in the NHL. I'm expecting you to do better in the AHL next year. Yeah. I understand. NHL leader next year. Um, there's nothing wrong with waiting for people to build themselves up because when they get to the NHL level, you want to fucking stay there, right? So yep. if it takes you two years to get there, then take the two years to get there. Yeah. Once you get to the NHL, if you flame out, then that could be game over. And yeah. you know what? Then then that's why. Even that's yeah, what you end up playing. You end up playing in in Europe. Or, you know, managing a subway. Incidentally, another player who has a yet another player who in camp was actually talked about as a possible contender for four for four left wing has he also yet to score in Providence, and that's Jesse Gabriel. No one's talking about that. But anyway, you know, he was the one in camp that was a big buzz rather than Sinition. So He's always been flying under the radar though. I'm not where I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about either of them. I look at the way the two of them scored in in, in juniors. I'm not even kind of worried. What are they, like eight games in in the uh, AHL? They both played nine games, yeah. Okay. I'm not worried about this. No. You know what I'm worried about? I'm worried about who's going to back up Tuca and if Tuca is going to be fine every game. These are things I worry about. I'm not saying anything bad about Tuca. I'm just saying these are things I worry about. What am I worried about? I don't want more injuries. That's what I'm worrying about. You know what I mean? It's like... This AHL stuff, it's like, you guys are there to develop. Take the year to develop. And then, you know what? Takes next year and develop more. Exactly. It's it's not like we're, you know, direly needing these guys to make it right now. So, make it when it's time. Players take time to develop. And this is the big thing, I think, that I... Why I'm so happy we had Kirk Lodeke on the show a bunch of times. Because one of his big things is, like, you always just... You gotta wait. Players have different tracks. Yep. Watch them. Wait. Be patient. It's not. It's not an exact science. There will be misses. But don't. But, but people are always. Everything. Every, no. No one gets. Generally, no one gets picked without people having done a lot of work make, to make that choice. So there's always a good reason. You. You know what? Can I t- share something with you? Um, you know, people who are who grow up to be like uh, MDs, right? It's like it, it's like the, okay. Um, remember from Scrubs, which was, uh, you know, there was a lot of medical consults on that show. 
One of the things about Scrubs that, that got me was that uh, Turk, who's a surgeon, says, hey, when I was in high school, I got straight C's. And look, I'm a doctor now, right? And it's just like, yep, your doctor could have gotten straight C's in high school, but he managed to make it all the way through med school and graduate, and he's a doctor. So people are late bloomers all the time, everywhere. I know that's a fictional thing, but the truth is, that not everybody is uh, ready to go at 18. It's a fucking awful, like, time to make people... And, and also not ready at 19 or 20. Right. <laughs> like, okay, you know, okay, as soon as she hits 20 and isn't stiffing the team yet, that his 22 is not, not 17. But yes, then it's time to start being concerned. Still not time to write him off, but it's time to start having concern, absolutely. Just, you know... Anyway, the entire point of this was just sort of demonstrates like, okay, he's not doing a lot yet, but one of his be the best comparison for him in the NHL took an incredibly long time to make the, make the team, make the league. Right. And has been consistent and reliable ever since having done so. Right. This is no big deal. No big deal. You know, but everybody wants to make it a big, you know, I just feel like it's like people just don't have enough to talk about with this team. That's what it is. So let's. Plus, in mind, there's a lot to talk about this team right now. <laughs> there is, but they, they, you know, they're just people who just don't think there is enough. So they're going to talk about that. You know, things aren't panning out the way that we want them to. It's okay. We've got a lot more games. Ugh, let's try that again. We've got a lot more season to go. Do very much so. Uh, there are young guys in the AHL who have more season to go. And they're supposed to be developing. That's the important thing. Okay? So, uh, not everybody develops at the same rate. Hopefully, everybody stops getting injured in the NHL level. And most importantly, Nino Niederreiter and Nick Benino need to get married now. <laughs> yep. Yep, pretty much. Nino Benito. So, Nino Benito is going to be the name of this episode. He's going to be the title of this episode. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. Uh, stop being hard on the kids. God damn it. I feel like I should be your anger interpreter. Stop being mean to the kids. It would have been great if we would have rehearsed it that way, but I'm just angry all the time. <laughs> I'm the angry old lady who lives in your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what? What did you say? Kids, get off my lawn! Oh, that's not it! Stop being mean to the kids! <laughs> I think he's timing the return spe spectacularly. <laughs> What's on tap for this week? Oh, boy. Well, listeners, welcome to Sexy Schedule Reading. Um, well, week doesn't start off that sexy because it's mild. Um, Monday night, 7 p.m. at the Garden. Um, it gets more interesting than that. Um, on Wednesday, we're at 8 p.m., so it's going to be NBC Rivalry Night at the New York Rangers. Jimmy Veezy, the spurned lover. <sighs> and I was going to say about the uh, the mild, it's kind of like, 
I was gonna say it was like the opposite of using Tabasco sauce as lube. <laughs> I can get that right. <laughs> in terms what? of sex, in terms of sexiness, the mild are are boring. Are, are boring short mini, missionary sex with a Mormon. <laughs> oh, the garments. <laughs> <laughs> How did this get brought up twice this weekend? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> it was confusing the first time. It was just worse. I informed Anthony about the garment last night. <laughs> so we were talking about. How did you not know about the magic underwear? <laughs> That was like a big thing during the 2012 election, like a big joke about Mitt Romney, magic underwear. <laughs> I don't know how you can have so many kids having to wear that shit. Seriously, because that's what you have to wear. But anyway, we were talking about Salt Lake City and the amount of hipsters there and the difference between that and Portland. And then we said, oh, Portland is for hipsters that fuck. And Salt Lake City is for hipsters who don't fuck and wear the garment. <laughs> so weird. Okay, when those hipsters fuck, when they get married, they fuck a lot and produce large number of additional Mormon hipsters. Um, All wearing the garment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, our Mormon fans are going to hate us. But anyway, <laughs> we sorry. Mormon, we might have Mormon fans, who knows? Anyway, so then go young to close the week out. Home and home against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Austin Matthews and his man bear pig face. <laughs> Jack White's son. So weird. So he's the so he's like the kid that in 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 the hardest button to button. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Like yep. literally. Confirmed. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Breaking um, news on Parallel on Topic. Austin Matthews is in a White Stripes video. His mom was a huge White Stripes fan back in the 90s, whenever. Or the White Stripes were a thing. Um, We're not going to check our math on this one because it sort of ruins it. Unless, you know, like, Yager, you know, happened to be in Nashville and took Jack White on one of his his time-traveling journeys. He inhabited Jack White's body. And then took it back in time and, and made Austin Matthews. So does that mean Austin Matthews is also good at guitar? Maybe. It was, it was just Jack White's body. It was still, you know, like, um, you know, the time-traveling Dick Wizard seed. Mm. He um, does have good hands, so it's quite possible. He did score, like, 40 goals as a fucking rookie, so... What a jerk. Yeah, but he's still ugly as fuck. I'd rather look at that dreamy William Nylander. I don't think he's really that dreamy. He's, he's like... He's, 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 he's comparative. He's, He's fairly fly, by, especially by comparison. Yeah. And he's yeah. Meanwhile, Mitch, meanwhile, Mitch Marner is clearly is clearly thirteen years old. Um, yeah. But more importantly, William Nylander is David Pasternak's BFF. This is true. This is true. It's a it's a home and home, listeners. First in Toronto, seven p.m. Eastern time on Friday. Then in Boston, seven p.m. Eastern time on Saturday. At least it's 24 hours in between. Thank God. Well, not really. Like, 21 hours. Yeah, that's not... You know what she's talking about. From start to start. (laughs) 
Yeah, I, I it's know. It's not like the normal 7.30 and then a 5 p.m. Yeah, that, that shit sucks. Fucking nonsense. <laughs> 7.30 and then a 1 p.m., yeah. You know, I had the, the late, uh, late game and then a manatee. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Didn't they Didn't they play, like, in Arizona at, like, 9 our time, and then the next day it was, like, 5 o'clock um, your time or our time, so something like that. It was kind of bullshit. It was kind of bullshit. It made planning that kind of shit really hard to do, so we didn't. You know. That's, that's pretty fair, otherwise you would have, you know, you would have tried to get all three otherwise, if it was, like, not stupid. Yeah, but Glendale was just too hard to get to, so. By car. You know. And we weren't flying again, so. Yeah. So that didn't make any sense. Indeed. But that's because we had to go visit Hipster Town Mormon style. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for that sexy schedule reading. It's like pulling teeth, but uh, we got there. <laughs> well, you know, whenever you have to talk about the mild, it sucks. So at least we're getting it over with. All right. Oh, it's just the one game. We got to play them again sometime. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. So, okay. We'll burn that bridge when we get to it. Yeah. Burning bridges takes more effort than you think. And the mild aren't really worth that. All right. Ready? It's time for bare necessities. Who wants to go first? I, I do, just because I, I desperately need dinner. <laughs> okay. Um... Well, like my bare necessities this week will probably either be um, the blue. I have so much liquor in my house right now. It's not even funny. I can't even begin to think of what I would make for drinks. Um, but I'll probably just drink the Blue Moon or hot chocolate because work is long. You get lots of liquor. Just like, you know, go for the flame and mo. Just a bunch of it with children's cough syrup in a cup. Spark it and then, you know, drink whatever comes out the other side. Make sure you hire Aerosmith to come out. I could probably do that, or I could just make something with 151 and set it on fire. There's yeah, but the, children, but, 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 but the children coughs, children's cough syrup is essential, otherwise the flaming mode doesn't work. So, you know, bunch of liquors, diamond tap, flame, done. Although I would argue there's more, there's definitely more in the 151 than there is in the um, children's cough syrup. Yes, I agree to that. I mean, that 151 is the shit they put on, like, um, whatever bowls they are. Scorpion bowls and light on fire. Scorpion bowls. Yeah. So. All right. You could, if you have some kind of, like, peppermint, peppermint schnapps, put a little bit of that in your hot cocoa and go right to sleep. As the Bruins. Um, There's the mild game. Uh, There's no hope of surviving the first period if you, if you mix some uh, liquor in hot cocoa in the mild. Oh, and it's what makes it worse too is, is that my cable box is still broken. I gotta get that fixed. So the only place I can watch Bruins games is a bedroom. So it's like seven thirty. I would say that the only place that anyone should watch their Bruins game is in their bedroom. Oh, yeah. Um, I but, mean, we're yeah. both watching it and enjoying Patrice Bergeron, so. You know, I spent an hour one night just looking at pictures of Patrice Bergeron to find the right one. And I posted that on Facebook. Like, what are you doing this hour? Oh, I'm staring at pictures of Patrice Bergeron. Find the right one where he's the most handsome. 
Sounds right. <laughs> so you mean all of them? <laughs> yeah, I looked at so like, many. Like, 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 Berkey's weird because he maintains his handsomeness even what during play. There is an equation for the amount of hair on his head, the amount of facial hair on his body, and uh, how much skin or not skin he's he's showing, depending on the other two. But like, you know what I mean? Like, he, you know, other other guys that are handsome, like Anthony, still insist that Daniel Pye is an attractive man, despite looking like he might be a pe- might be a pelican. Um, in, in person, only on ice. In, in person, <laughs> he's a good-looking dude. In person, Daniel Pye is a good-looking guy. He is. I met. I saw him walking toward me in a suit. My point being is, a lot of these good-looking, uh, other guys that are otherwise good-looking, look pretty derpy on the ice. They don't handle um, uh, mouth guard being in well. Bergie does not have that problem. He maintains, you know, being handsome somehow. I'm telling you, there is there is a formula for the stuff, and I, you know, um, and also what he's doing. If he's doing this kind of stuff, no, 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 no. He's got to be doing something that looks a little more like. I don't know, natural. Like, you know that, that shot of him, like, sitting with the T-shirt and you see a little bit of his tattoo and he, he's, like, having the coffee? It's like, mm-hmm. Oh, yep. it's, it's perfect. Yep, 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 that yep. Picture, I melt looking at that picture. Yep. The the one where he's just kind of sitting there, like, he's standing there and he's, like, got the uh, the skinny jeans on and, like, the, the jacket and he's, like, there's water in the distance. Yep, yep. These are... I stared at pictures for an hour. I know all of the pictures, but there really is a formula. That was the right decision, though. We've all been there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And those eyes, they're, they're just, they melt you. Yeah. They're so warm and dough-like. So, anyway. um, Yes. So, bedroom. <laughs> that's perfect place to watch the game. <laughs> all right. So, it's you and me. Which one? Okay. Well... While we've been recording, I've been drinking uh, Propeller Brewing out of Halifax uh, is pumpkin ale. Now, I don't like a lot of pumpkin ales. Theirs is one of very few that I like. It's more pumpkin, less spice. Um, The other two also fit that description. They legitimately, you know, taste like gourds rather than, oh, it's beer with nutmeg in it, which is usually the case. So you're not a white girl. Fact. (laughs) 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 <laughs> now I just want to see you in a wig <laughs> and a skirt. I am not just basic bitch, thank you. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, so, all right, so so do you have enough to make it through the mild game? Um, There's one more in the fridge after the one I have here, and I'm not going to work tomorrow, so probably not, so I'll be back to the Valentine's for the mild game. So you sold us on this false promise of pumpkin beer for Valentine's. I've been drinking it here on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I've been getting drunk on the show and this stuff. <laughs> this is like, I've gone back to the fridge twice. This is my third one. Right. You had one more than I had. It's true. Despite the fact that we managed to kill about a third of the 18 cans we brought into the house last week. Yes, for those of you who don't like to do math, we drank at least six beers. Um, between us and I drink I only drank three last week you can tell it was a three beer podcast I'm just saying Um, (laughs) uh, this was only two I sound much more in control of myself anyway uh, we still have uh, the Narragansett Fest beer 
the Matson. Uh, we have uh, all four of the different Jack's Abbey loggers of that pack that I bought. But I am proud to say, for those of us who really enjoy this beer, and that should be all the fans, Narragansett has put out the Autocrat Coffee Milk Stout. And guess what? The, the can is different. It's and yellow. It is, it's awesome. <laughs> it's yellow and red, just like the autocrat label. It is the best. You need to go get it. It is awesome. Like we fight over it on this podcast. I've been known to bring from my special stash a, a beer up to Anthony on occasion because I happen to have it going into the summer months, and it was appreciated. Damn it, Jeff He's comes down and spot. buys he, it. Yeah. Anthony's lucky. He he actually has a place that consistently has it in season mm-hmm. near him. When I visit my parents, I can't find it. I have to come down to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have a place that I can find it, but um, I don't always go over there. And actually, we slow down a little bit. We drink it, and I think we throw in some other beers and stuff. But the, regardless, go get it. It's out. And I'm telling you, Jeff, we really should go down to Pawtucket and have it on tap. When they come down, I'm on board. I don't know what days I'm, I don't know when I'm driving down yet, but you know it'll be well in advance of that Detroit game. So, because I got like 20 days of in lieu time, I got to take at some point. So, wow, you should just come down for all of December. Just well, yeah, I also need to actually do my job though. See, this is the this is the conundrum. Um, anyway, but I thought it was in lieu time. Yes, but the problem is, is um. Anyway, um, but I still have to. It doesn't work that way. Put Tuka <laughs> in the new car that you still not sent us pictures of, and just drive down. <laughs> I don't see what the problem is. Like you could probably. I built up all this in lieu time doing field work, but I still have to work on all the get all the reporting done. Um, so just take the the stuff and put it in your car. <laughs> But then I'm not taking the time in lieu. I'm working. <laughs> Just set it up at the bar. <laughs> you just do a little microscope and like your little like uh, I don't know um, um, centrifuge or whatever the fuck it is. Just put it on the bar. Have some beers. I don't see why this is a big problem. <laughs> we are totally kicking back beers when we were working with the NMR machines. And, oh, my God, I mean, if you did not have, like, five beers before you got to the GCMS machine, like, you were just totally doing it wrong. Five beers in before you get the gas chromatographer, huh? (laughs) It never worked. (laughs) You reckon? (laughs) Had nothing to do with the beer. Your odds of figuring out why, though, we're gone at this point. <laughs> uh, I can tell you why. It was a shitty machine. It was a shitty old machine. Um, that's why it never worked. Yeah, old mass specs are um are, are are kitschy. Oh, that makes it sound like you should put doilies on it and in your kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this quaint little relic. I got this back in the days when I used to work on my Orgo reports. It never worked there. So I brought it home and I put some doilies on it. Look true, how story well. when, true story when my coworkers talked about using an old mass spec during his PhD. He's only 10 years older than me. That um, 
Yeah, it was a paper. It coughed up the data on paper, like dot matrix, and you had to manually type in thousands of numbers per sample. It was, that sounds awful. Yep. It's not supposed to do that anymore. No, the machine was incredibly outdated when he was using it during his PhD. So, yeah. You know, what's really funny is I learned a lot about calculus and different uh, calculating programs while studying chemistry. Because it's like, to manage the data, you had to do all of these things. (laughs) Especially analytical uh, chemistry, which is not for everyone. I loved it. But not everybody loved that one. But anyway. Anyway, yeah, as a geochemist, my life would end without Excel. Um, Yeah, you cannot manage those data points at all. See? We're fucking nerds, guys. Fucking nerds. Okay. So what am I saying about my beer choices this week? Um, you rattle them off, um, and that you can get you can get the the, the oh yeah, out. I did do that. Oh. I did that. Oh yeah. Okay. So, all right. So you can tell people about talking to us. Okay, listeners. Well, um, this has been barely on topic. You can um, uh, listen to us, of course, on uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and where all your favorite podcasts are found. Um, you can talk to us at barely on topic on uh, Twitter. And uh, Barely on Topic podcast on uh, Facebook or our individual Twitter, such as mine, which is at Dr. Hand Grenade. Buyer beware. Um, <laughs> I didn't know you had buyer beware added to your. No, no, no. That was that was that was a that was a um, a, a, a disclaimer. Um, yeah, I, I know. I know. <laughs> I was kidding. It was a joke. <laughs> um, and um, so uh, we don't have Tim. I don't want to do. Ah, yeah, and you totally didn't let me say what my Twitter handle was. Oh, yes, but that's okay. Sorry. Wow! So you, can, you can also talk to VA. That's um, at VA from RI. Right, right. And we don't have Tim here. So, um, uh, I don't know what word? to do. Um, word? Oh my god, like word. 